Rookie Podcast. My name is Tim Malloy. I am here with Aaron Landon and Keith Denny. Hello, folks. Hey, how's it going, man? Aaron, I feel like every week I inter- I say Lanton in a weirder way. Like, I'm like, like the way the Beastie Boys used to say Manhattan. I'm sort of saying, like, Aaron Lanton. I don't know why. Lanton. I'm sorry. Lanton. <laughs> we, we, no, nah, we can let that rock. We can let that rock. I think it sounds good either way. I mean, I've been called Lanton, Lanton, like, you know, oh. all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, and I've been called Dennis a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, Kenneth Dennis. Kenneth Dennis. Yeah. That's my name. Wow. That is yeah. tragic. It's completely I'm, off. So, yeah. That must have been a professor. <laughs> no, nah, just regular people. You know, just. <laughs> I'm usually Tam Mallory, so this works out real good for everybody. Tam Mallory, Aaron Lantone, Mallory. and Kenneth Dennis are here to talk about. Yeah, the Harley Quinn show on DC, uh, the web series Harley Quinn, Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn. Um, this is a really good show, and we're looking for a show that's kind of a distraction from all the stuff going on. We're not going to talk that much about the stuff going on. Um, we're going to recommend that you check out the Washington Post, the New York Times, the CDC, the Associated Press. Those three are super reputable and are doing a great job explaining all this stuff. Um, whatever podcast you're listening to, Maybe not doing a great job explaining all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, find yourself a reputable news source. And when you're looking for a distraction, we are here for you. What do everybody think of Harley Quinn? Right, right, right. <clears throat> I liked it, too. Uh, it was very surprising. I did not know what to expect coming in. And to see a – well, first off – props to DC Universe in general, like, their original series are all pretty solid. Like, there's not one of them I don't think it is really trying something new, something um, to really do something different with those properties, and Harley Quinn definitely fits in that mold, and is also um, not for kids. Do not watch it. I know it's animated. Do yeah. not watch it around your children. It's like at a rated Saturday morning cartoon. I love it. Yeah, it, when they it's right. they say fuck in like the first minute, I was like, did they just say fuck? And then they kept going. I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, and it ain't just the cursing. I mean, the the gore is is there, and the the um several like references you just wouldn't expect um are there and present and proud. Um, it's it's just a really uh, confident show uh, that subverts a lot of superhero tropes, specifically around uh, women superheroes. I thought they did a really good job doing a lot of those things. I said superheroes, but I guess in this case, we're, it, it really just kind of makes fun of the idea of villains and heroes, period. Yeah. It just like how those things function at all. Um, but like I said, really good show. Uh, and, you know, keep like, did you have similar impressions or, you know, what did you think overall? Yeah, that was that was pretty much um, similar impressions that I got from it, and it and it had like some real cool things about it, like you said, like certain references, like certain pop pop culture references and everything. It also like to add to Tim's point, having like watching the R-rated, um, cart like Saturday morning cartoon is pretty dope, like because it, it it gave me for some reason I I kept thinking about the Justice Friends and like how freaking stupid that damn show was but it's, and, and even as a kid there was a part of me that was like this shit dumb as hell and and now you kind of have like some some of those concepts that i think that made um justice friends kind of charming but also campy kind of made fun of in um the harley quinn show 
And I, and I do think they also have a very, very good balance of comedy and actually um, pretty, you know, high stakes action storytelling. Um, I like they it was very ballsy. It's a pretty ballsy show. I felt like um, they came out with it at a pretty good time. It made me think about I remember. Do you do you guys remember at one point um, Marvel was talking about doing a Deadpool animated show? Yeah, oh, I do. The Danny Glo- the Donald Glover show. Yeah, and and I wonder is that was like is the Harley Quinn show was a response to that? Like, okay, y'all dropped the ball on that, so let's do this Harley Quinn thing real quick. It feels like it, kind of. It, it does have like because I don't know if you got to read the script of the of the Deadpool show, but this is like just as funny as that and kind of funnier. I mean, right. Because a lot of the Deadpool show is about how self-conscious it was and how, refer- how self-referential it was, and that was really fun. This kind of does that, but also just takes it for granted and does a lot of other fun stuff. Yeah, and I also think that even if even to compare Deadpool to Harley Quinn, I don't know how interesting the story would be in comparison. Like, um, but then again, I, I you know can't say I know a whole bunch about Deadpool outside of the movies and a little bit of his appearances in the X-Men. But I think what's, what's interesting about Harley Quinn's story that it is essentially, just like in Birds of Prey, it's about, you know, someone dealing with heartbreak and then kind of stepping out of the shadow of their exes. Um, so I actually have a question about that, too. Deadpool, though? I have not seen Birds of Prey yet, but I feel like... There are very similar story beats within it. Um, yeah, I, I've seen Birds of Prey. It's very. It starts off very much like she's had a breakup. She's like starting over, doing things for herself, being independent. Um, it's the same basic arc, um, mm-hmm. but you know this is a cartoon and a little crazier. Uh, Birds mm-hmm. of Prey works as like a real movie, where everything in it could probably happen, and this is just bananagrams, which I love. Yeah, and from here on, I I guess we should say spoilers. I kind of want to just talk about some of the details of things in the show, like some of your favorite moments, because I feel like we're all going to have very different favorite moments, and I feel like I'll mention something, and I won't get to my actual favorite moment, because there's just, like, too many. Um, I thought the the Nemesis stuff was just just breakdown funny. Like, I could not believe how silly that was, where Robin was trying to get a Nemesis, Cause really, I mean, it, it's a it's a Harley centered episode, but it's kind of about Robin too, and uh, you know, just the stuff they had with Superman, and then you know, Batman coming in and you know trying to do stuff, and then at the end, him and Robin having that conversation, he's like, "So, Dad, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad you're telling me this story about how you didn't get a nemesis until you were in your late twenties, but." When can I have sex? And he's like, uh, I, I think I hear the bad signal. I hear the bad signal. All right, bye. <laughs> it's, it's just so dumb. It's such a silly show. And I just I enjoy a lot of suffering. What, what, what were some of your guys' uh, favorite moments? <clears throat> My first favorite thing was when when the Joker, it's in the very first episode, the Joker lets Harley Quinn get captured so that he can escape from Batman in a completely cowardly fashion. And then he's like, don't worry, Puddin, I'll come bail you up before, before you even like spend a night in jail. And then he goes, oh, actually... I've got a thing tonight. Which is but I come like, in the morning. <clears throat> yeah. And then like, it's a year later. <laughs> just like classic bad boyfriend. Just like, oh, I'm there for you, baby. Oh, actually, not tonight, though. Tomorrow. Yeah. Thursday. Friday. 
Yeah. Uh, months and months from now. What about you, Keith? I don't know. I, I mean, pretty much everything with King Shark was was freaking hilarious <laughs> to me. King Shark in jail was hilarious. Shark genitalia are not very prominent until they're very prominent. It was incredible. Oh yeah. man, Sh- Shark, oh. Shark, uh, the Shark, King Shark getting his fin blown off by Bane, <laughs> and then like, and then it wasn't even like, dude, wasn't even working the shift that day. Yeah. Oh my god. It was somebody that wasn't fucking with his ass. But you know that was funny. That was funny. Um, hold on, real quick. Um, the the prison the prison scene. The prison scene was great. Yeah, when when they bust them out and they said what they said something about fish. They said the dude looking fishy. He something. said he said what did I tell you about saying that motherfucking word. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and then I will and come then, here and fucking kill all of you. I was like, this dude is insane. <laughs> I also oh. thought it was pretty funny, like Joker's reaction to Scarecrow unmasking Batman. That was they great. Saw it was Bruce Wayne, and he was he, like, he was fucking pissed off. And then how he said, he said, what he said, um, he said, where's my fucking? He said, I, I put down a deposit for an electric car. Where's my fucking electric car, Bruce? <laughs> yeah, that's the fuck. <laughs> that's my goddamn so- electric car, Bruce. There's just so many things in this that are really good. Um. Also, just like this idea that uh, so for people who don't really read the comics, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of funny. They're making fun of the idea that like super villain women aren't really a thing. But then it's like when you really go through the history of the comics, it's like, and that's actually a thing that sucks. But they make fun of like all these different ideas of like the, the patriarchy and how it functions and like. You know what that glass ceiling looks like, and oh, just yeah. what what you know characters can start doing to not just always stay within that that particular bubble. I, I just I think it's a really it, it, the show's really self-referential, uh, referential, excuse me, about its source material, but it doesn't in a way that's like really really good. E- even that um, character Tani, uh, who. Uh, has that talk show and she's always bringing on villains and heroes to talk about stuff. That's an actual character in the comics, like from the 80s. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things about it that are just really, really well done. Even Kite Man. Kite Man is one of my oh, favorite damn God. characters in the show. That's my dude. <laughs> Love Kite Man. He do come through a couple times. Yeah, obviously watch South Park. Love Kite Man. Um, you know, I was saying nice every time there's a 69 reference. That's my dude. Um, and he hooks, hooks up with Ivy, and I thought that was a sweet little relationship, and her being kind of ashamed to be, you know, with him. Um, <laughs> you, I, this, you thought it was sweet because she ashamed to be with him. Well, well, and, that's and your idea like, of a, and, no. What a I mean is like she she actually cannot she she cannot help herself. She wants to be around him, and she actually thinks he's a, he's like a really cool guy. But she's ashamed to be around her friends. But like, despite everything, she's like, no, nah, eventually I'm going to have to fess up and like tell them everything. I, I just thought like their relationship was sweet, not her hiding the relationship. Itself. That, that was funny when he was uh, trying to relate to her about having superpowers. Oh, yeah. He said, so he said I understand what it's like. And then she said, I think that's cute that you think that's a superpower. <laughs> like having a kite is a superpower. I think that's so cute. <laughs> she's like, didn't you just go to REI? Isn't that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He, he, yeah, because he, he said, you think that's what happened? She's like, isn't that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and did you see that? Oh, well, did you see? You remember that part where, like, he's, like, everybody get put on the beanstalk, 
And uh, he's he's in his room engineering a fucking kite. He's like, man, I, can't, I just can't figure out how to design his last piece. And he just didn't put the last line on the kite. He's like, talk to friends. He's like, I got this shit on graph paper. Oh my god, so uh, stupid. <laughs> it's, oh my, and and the the thing is the most absurd thing in the show. I was, well, it might be the second most absurd thing in the show. The most absurd, uh, what's gonna be second most absurd thing is when her Ivy's plant. Um, looks up an ad for a guy who's a pot guy, and he's like, "Oh, he's a pot guy." He oh, walks. Frank. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever his name is, the guy who walks him. Around. Yeah, Frank the Plant. So he's he gets the pot guy. He walks him around everywhere. But she's like, "Actually, that's the guy that sells weed." And he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, but he carries me around too, whatever." But then he needs the pot guy to drive him up to Brooklyn to go get Harley so they can save um, Ivy. But then this dude goes to Mexico to get some um, some honey that makes you hallucinate. And then, so he has to drive himself all the way up to Brooklyn, the plant does. And he, and then Harley comes out because her parents tried to kill her and assassinate her. And she, he's like, what What happened to you? And she's like bloody as that. She's like, uh, what is it? All this happening? He's like, yeah. But the most absurd thing is the old man turned into a car. <laughs> far, far yeah. the most absurd thing. That was pretty absurd. But that, it, I don't know if it's the most absurd. There's so many absurd things going on. We got trees eating people. Yeah, that's you got the little absurd. bitty crazy Harleys. Ooh, 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 ooh! The 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 mouse, the, the uh, from the oh from, yeah, oh, the mercenary oh, mouse. Yeah, oh, that was so good. That was the so Queen good. of Fables herself is like absurd as fuck. Yeah. When I heard Wanda Sykes, I said, "Man, what the hell?" At first, I Wanda Sykes being like that that villain, but then being in the de- not only did they like put her in a put and put her in a book, they put her in a tax code book. I said, "Oh, this is stupid." Absolutely. Like, these folks are silly. Nah, it was funny when she when she double crossed um, Harley, and she said, "I thought we was friends. I helped you get that Tinder account so you can get your fuck on." <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. But was she? Dad, she murdered like a whole. What is it, like a whole family reunion full of people? Well, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was a a company retreat or some shit in the back, and they were having like the family day. And they Man. killed everybody except that little that little boy. And she was like, "Did we get everybody?" And Harley looks and like, "Ah, oh, no, we didn't." It, it really wasn't a little boy. It was a grown man with a ponytail that she thought was a little girl. Yeah. Practice. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I remember when we when we looked because we didn't really see the person all the way. I forgot the flashback. It was a grown person. But I yeah. like how they they were doing the thing with the origin story. And he was like, "And it's all right now." He's gonna say, "Yeah, not." Tried to kill myself. I tried to kill myself, and then he got superpowers. And then I got superpowers. <laughs> like, this is why you don't leave the family alive. You kill the bloodline. Everybody says to get kill the bloodline. Okay. I, I feel like the the people who made this show, who include the guy who did shit my dad says. Remember oh, okay. the William Shatner show, shit my dad says. Uh, I didn't. No, I I I I, yeah. I know of it. I haven't seen it. He's like one of the main guys, which is crazy because I don't. I don't remember. I know when that show came out, there was a lot of like mockery of it, where it's like it's a show based on Twitter. Oh, what a terrible idea! But now we have like <laughs> a lot of things that are based off of Twitter or you know very very minor sources of inspiration. Um, well, but but this show, when my wife saw a clip of it, she said she thought it would be like Venture Bros or like it would be from the minds of the people who did Venture Bros, but it's not actually. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've watched everything. And are doing a really good job mm-hmm. of doing the kind of like a commentary about writing and about shows and about what's on TV now and what's in film now and sort of what we expect. And they just do such a good job of subverting expectation. Like, 
consistently. Like there's enough comforting stuff. We see these characters we know, but then we see them in a totally different way where we see like what a stupid pompous ass Aquaman is. If Man, that was Aquaman, amazing. Yeah. That was so oh, good. I was going to ask y'all about that. Like, what do y'all think about the characterizations of all the villains and the heroes? Like, because some of them are like extremely exaggerated versions of themselves. Yep. Yeah. And then it's it, the only one that only that actually feels like that character is Batman. Like completely feels like Batman. And maybe Superman. Mm, but but not well, Batman has moments where he's not totally Batman. Specifically with Gordon. Uh, yeah, but that's that's him playing off of Gordon. Like I guess like so. If, if if there was a Gordon that was like that, then Batman can only respond to him the way that he does. You know what I'm saying? Well, so the, the fact that Gordon is just completely losing it is the funniest thing to me. And he's the <laughs> only sane person in the show. But the way the way that the Joker says when the Joker says that Gordon has totally lost it ever since he, I think it was crippled his partner. When you know that he's, you think he's going to refer to the thing in Killing Joke where he just completely goes medieval on Barbara Gordon and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's like the most traumatizing thing that's happened in comics. Like, it's so awful. Um, mm-hmm. So for the show to, like, walk up to that line and then walk away from it is kind of fun for for those of us who've read too many comics. And yep. I think their take on Bane is hilarious. That's what I was about to say. Bane, <laughs> Bane is, like, absolutely insane. He is freaking uh, insane. The I cannot do that like, voice. But... The of like, I'm gonna blow up Gotham Stadium. Like, his reasons for blowing up different things, where he just, like, hears something and he's like, something goes wrong at a certain place, he's like, I'm going to blow up the museum. Like, it's completely irrational and not tied into a thing that that thing did to him. It's just a place that he associates with something bad, so he's going to blow it up. Well, see, okay, so you actually just brought something super interesting. All these characters in the show are, like, an archetype of something that's, like, either fan fiction or, like, some version of something that happened, like, in a previous version of uh, a depiction of that character somewhere. So, like, that Bane is, like, basically... Oh, my God, why can't I think of the name of this film? So it's the last one of the Nolan series. Um, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so in Dark Knight, that's where the voice comes. That that's the silly yeah. version of that yeah. voice. Yeah. But also, it's the version of him that doesn't have agency. Right. You know what I mean? Which so goes that's back actually, to the old, the fourth of the original Batman movies, where he's just like Poison Ivy's minion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Where he has so, no agency whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So like they're flipping a lot of different things on their heads like constantly, and that's what makes it just always interesting to watch if you're really into the comics, but also just like a, like a curious watch. If you don't know this stuff already, and you just kind of tangentially know how these characters are related. You know, it was like Batman. Okay, cool. And I've seen these characters do this, this, or this. Um, I know it's, it's, it's just really interesting. I, I thought also they, they did a good job of choosing which origin stories to tell, uh, yeah. between Ivy and Harley. Um, I, that 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 was fascinating overall, and I, I thought it just made a lot of sense the the story beats they chose to tell. Um, do Do you think the fourth of the original Batman movies? It's Batman Forever, right? The fourth one. Of of which one? Of what, yeah, which, what are we talking about? Oh, you talking about Batman Batman and Robin would be the fourth one. Is is that one of Mister Freeze? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is that the worst movie ever made? 
Not the worst uh, movie ever made. No, <laughs> no, they're worse. They're worse. I mean, okay, it's it's been a while since I've watched it. It's but... it's it's better than like um, Catwoman. Oh really? Yeah. Cat- Wait, have you not seen Catwoman? I I did not see Catwoman. Everybody telling me not to see Catwoman convinced me to not see Catwoman. I listened. Uh, to no, everyone. you should watch Catwoman. I really think Catwoman <laughs> is worth watching just off of how bad it is. Like some stuff could be so bad that it's almost good. But that what's weird about that movie is it's bad. But okay, like that movie was doing like if you just look at the CGI for example, it's actually really solid overall. Um, mm. What I, what I mean by that is considering the time. I'm not talking about like comparing it to stuff today. Um, it actually like the the ways they were choosing to do things like it's like so it's after Sam Raimi's Spider Man that first one right, but. The way I sometimes I see like the most recent DC movies do worse versions of CGI and following characters doing cool things than that movie does. But where that movie completely fits, it's, it's all about characterization. That movie fails on characterization all day. Like it just doesn't really do anything with Selena Kyle correct or, or consistently where it ends up making sense. Um, like there's this basketball scene. Now, that's one of the worst scenes you'll ever see. But it's also it's so funny. But, but is it worse than the Daredevil basketball scene? Mm. Probably not. The Daredevil playground scene. Yeah, that's um, a bad scene too. Those, those are two worst basketball scenes you'll ever watch. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's funny that you even mentioned Daredevil because I was thinking about like in comparison, Catwoman does make Daredevil seem like the best thing ever. Like, like you know what Catwoman com- makes Daredevil? Catwoman makes Daredevil Godfather too. No, no, Daredevil's bad. Like you, Daredevil is wow. bad, but Daredevil is a Catwoman bad. So they, they, they man, they, they, they could go f- like head to head for me. Like, that's a t- you need to watch that movie. Again. That's a and really then Batman movie. and Robin is like it's it's in poor tier, but it ain't it ain't near those movies though. My criteria, the way I do it, is what did they set out to do and how far did they fall? And if you, it's kind of like stand up comedy. If you go up there with like fifty props and you're terrible. It's worse than if you just go up and you're terrible. If you just go up, mm. you put low effort into it, you were terrible. Okay, no harm done. If you go up and you're like, all right, I need the whole audience to participate, and we're gonna do a song, and da da da, it's just so not funny. It's just agony. And I feel like a little movie, like a thirty million dollar movie that isn't that good, you're kind of like, ah, wasn't that good. But if you have like a huge blockbuster that could have been, could have theoretically become like the highest grossing movie ever. I mean, it's the fourth Batman movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And George Clooney and Alicia Silverstone when she was a huge deal. For that movie to fall on its face as much as it did and be as almost to certainly watch, isn't that the one with the Riddler also? The Jim no, Gaines? that's Batman no, you're, for you're, you're, you're confusing the t- that one actually is in my mind okay because I think uh, I think Val Kilmer's a really good Batman or really oh good okay you're right you're right my bad my bad but see okay wait a minute the third and fourth movie was a very different tonally too so that's yes. another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, yes. they're, they're different in tone in the first and second one. So you got Batman, you got Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And then I, after that is the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I, I think if I watch Mr. Freeze Batman again, which I thought was a truly horrible movie, I might like it now because I might be able to appreciate it. It's just like campy and silly. But that's like kind of not where Batman was at at that point. Yeah. And I guess this... To bring it back to Harley Quinn, I think brings together like the humor and the drama and everything in a way that you can't really do with Batman. And you can Harley Quinn is just the perfect character to do that. God, could you imagine trying to do a, a serious version of this show? Ugh. 
That was a part of me that was wondering was like a lot of how the heroes are depicted in the show. Is it more from Harley Quinn's point of view? Or this is just actually how they are. Okay, because now a that's a great point. Pompous assholes for the most That's part. a very great point because we do see, for example, how um oh my god, the what's the, the Wanda Sykes character's name? Queen oh, of Fights. Yeah. So remember how she's telling the story about how the heroes are and like they end up literally oh, oh excuse me they end up literally um like killing people like <laughs> like and I'm I was killing like killing fairy tale people yeah but you know sure, she, like, she could bring them back. yeah but Superman was like you know melting people's faces off and so like, like okay come on. and even Harlow was like okay come on that didn't really happen she's like well I'm just adding it for exaggeration yeah and so it kind of did feel like maybe sometimes we're seeing some stuff. It wasn't exactly what the heroes were doing. They fucked them trees up, though. Well, I mean, no trees. <laughs> Although, trees remember, when they went to Harley's mind, every time a tree got messed up, it was, uh, she saw blood. And I, I thought that was just really funny. No, that was more in Poison Ivy's mind. Right? Oh, yeah, sorry. I meant to say Poison Ivy. My, my yeah. mistake. Yep, money in her head. Yep. Um, I definitely like Poison Ivy in this one. Um, I, like I don't know if it's because I'm just attracted to them type of women or something, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like where she wasn't, like, depicted as this sultry sexual vixen or whatever she was just like what she is like a misanthrope like she just introverted she want to be with her plants um she don't consider what she doing is villainy because you know she feels like humanity is pretty much just messing up the environment she just do what she got to do because like you said to her um that's like murdering somebody when you cut down a tree so Yep. I don't know, it was pretty yep. cool to show, show that side, show, have this type of poison ivy, which is completely different, and especially in conjunction to um, this Harley Quinn. Another thing I like about this Harley Quinn that I didn't, that I noticed like throughout the whole show, she doesn't have that that accent. That, so, uh, which accent? I think I, I know what you're talking about. Like that. I can't hey, do Dr. J. I can't. Yeah, do yeah. It's you know, like Dr. J. Like it's kind of like a Brooklyn accent, but. It's like, like a, a Brooklyn Jewish accent ish. I don't. Yeah, know. it's like a it's like a more spelt <laughs> comedian kind of thing. It's very weird. It's right, a weird right. accent for a for a twenty something lady to have. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. You know, so it, it was kind of she kind of seemed more like a real person and not so much of a caricature in in the way that we're used to her being. Um, I want to meet a real person who talks like that. I don't think I have. I mean, I lived in... Talks like Halloween. I was like, come on, Mr. J. We got to get out of here. Like, I, I don't think that's, that's, that's from... That's from... I'm sure someone does, but that, all that stuff comes from the excellent, excellent Batman animated series. That, yeah, yeah. that series just permeates everything Batman, like, period. That's Any media that comes out. There's an actress that does talk like that in real life. She's an older actress. Have y'all ever seen the... um? The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Not yet, but I yeah. I, I, I know of it though. A while ago. It's, it's an actress. She used to play on Taxi. Oh wow, Natasha Leone has a, Natasha Leone has a pretty crazy voice too. Where am I? That voice is real. All right. Car- Carol Kane. Now, uh. her, everybody look up Carol Kane and listen to how she talks. This is exactly how she talks. <laughs> she kind of has like this old Harley Quinn voice. She's this a Scrooge. She's good. She's, yeah, she was in Scrooge. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like her. 
I know for all the young listeners out there, y'all don't know what the fuck we talking about. Y'all probably clocked out by now. Um, but Scrooge nice was a movie. Huh? We watched it on Christmas. Very mean movie. Very weird, very 80s movie. Mm. Like, didn't, kind of didn't age that well because he's like a, he's a complete asshole for the whole movie. Like, there's nothing about him where you're like, oh, kind of a cool guy. And then, but like, isn't the last that minute, Ebenezer Scrooge, though? It, it is, like, <laughs> it is, but it just, it's, it's weird how abrupt the turn is and how, like, even the turn seems. And there's kind of part there's kind of parts that try to like sweeten him like when he was young like he was a good guy and he's just always kind of a kind of like an 80s guy he's kind of a like hey everybody I'm the main character in the movie and no one else needs to no one else has agency or viability I don't know <laughs> he doesn't let anybody else shine that's that was Bill Murray for you man that was pretty much every character he ever played right yeah I like him in Groundhog Day though <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but I wasn't like he a dick and groundhog guy? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Bunch of dick in every movie. He's a dick in Ghostbusters. <laughs> we like him when he's such a dick, and we like him so much. <laughs> exactly. I um I met this guy one time. I went to an improv, and he he said that um he was somewhere at a at a restaurant. I want to say he said a Denny's. It was a diner. So the guy said Bill Murray walks up to him and he whispers in his ear and he says, "No one's gonna believe you," and just I've heard walks that out. Too. I've heard him say that. I've heard him saying that to other people. I think I believe I choose for that to be true. <laughs> That's just wild. Goodness. <laughs> oh man! Any other thoughts on uh, Harley Quinn? Man, I just I love watch it. it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Um, you know, I mean we've spoiled a lot of moments, but there's there's so much um you can just feel like the 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 care and and appreciation for all these characters. There's a lot of different interesting viewpoints they bring in to different things. Like that like for example, the second episode, I won't ruin exactly what happens, but with Mr. Psycho, um and the thing he says, and it keeps coming up over and over with him. Um, the, the way it's handled is just so silly. And isn't, isn't it like he restricted from fighting like female superheroes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's not allowed to to go fight. It, you'll, you'll see why, and and it's it's hilarious. Um, oh my god! Uh, really underrated. We had not brought him up at all yet. Clayface. Oh, oh, excellent. Oh, my goodness. Like, Man. so funny. Um, he is exaggerated thespian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to explain it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, oh, my God. It's just so many things about the show are just so interesting and fun. Even, man, there's a joke they throw in it. Like, I'm talking about these things. First of all, they're like at least 20 9-11 jokes in this show. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, we can do those? Like, we can do it with that frequency now? But then, like, there's this joke about, like, uh, funding bin Laden in the 80s. It's just, like, all these, like, random political jokes. And they happen so quick. But, like, you could just miss them. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, that's one of the only times I rewound it. I'm like, I know I didn't just hear that. Um, it's such a I, randomly hilarious show. And the I reason think, that comes up actually is pertinent to the to the plot, which is goofy. But yeah, it's, it's hilarious. DC Universe has just enough, like, we don't give a fuck. Like, there's probably nobody watching. Let's just do it. Yeah, they, they come up with great stuff. I mean, it's I haven't watched that much on there, but um, now that I have Keith's login, I'm definitely gonna watch more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 
I just had an epiphany one day. I said, you know what? I'm going to be stuck in the house for a while. Let me just subscribe to some other shit, you know, and just start binge watching stuff. Like, we yeah. we never got a chance to finish. Uh, we never got a chance to finish. What was it? Doom Patrol Doom or Patrol. Titans? Yeah. Yeah. I actually started back watching Doom Patrol. Got my girl yeah. watching it. Uh, she's yeah. a keeper. Yeah, you know, she had said something, and she was like, this is kind of like X-Men, right? I didn't know you, I didn't think she was going to make the connection between that and X-Men, you know, being kind of like X-Men. I said, okay, okay. You're like, funny story, oldest controversy in comic books. Exactly. It's weird watching stuff with her because I don't know if she likes it or not. Because she's one of them people that you can't talk to them while they're watching something. So uh, I be trying to joke and stuff, and she be looking like, if you don't shut the fuck up. So I just, <laughs> like, when we watch stuff, we literally in complete silence, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. And she might say something here and there, but I'm like, damn. I can't even tell if she likes stuff, but she apparently like Doom Patrol, though. It's our shit now. My my wife would like us to have a complete silence policy, but it's impossible. I mean, especially watching like that Monopoly Monopoly show, um, McMillions. I've been Maybe. talking all through that thing for like three weeks, and she's like, "Is that pretty stop. good?" It's good. It's better if you talk all through it because <laughs> there's just so oh. many characters. I mean, there's so many people you just have to run in commentary through it. And also, I like I can make a show that I don't like enjoyable by making fun of it as we go. She doesn't really like that, especially when she thinks it's a good show. Like, I never don't enjoy an episode of Sons of Anarchy, but sometimes I have to do some of the work for Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) We do that for, like, reality shows. Like, we were watching, um, was it Love is Blind? Uh, Hey, man, Love is Blind is is that show. It's freaking crazy as shit, man. Um, I think I'd be on a show like that. Oh, oh no, no. I, I haven't hey, seen I, Love is Blind. Can I guess what Love is Blind is? Is this guess what it is. Is this you can't see the person? You just like get to know them through a wall or something? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but but on top of that, on top of that, exactly you have is. to propose to them before you see them. So you Absolutely not. Yeah, you propose to them and then after you get in, you agree to be engaged, they, you know, how you meet, and then you go on a honeymoon, and then, well, I said honeymoon, like, you go on a trip together, and then you go with each other in the real world to meet family and blah, 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 and then, like, a week after that, you decide whether or not you'll say I do at the altar. Man. Wow. But, Aaron, Aaron who, got the, who got the best one? Who got the best pick, though, out of all the dudes on there? I mean, my wife listens to this. I ain't doing. Oh nothing. damn, do she for real? <laughs> Sarah don't listen to this, do she? Do you ain't get me caught up? You, you a fool. Don't think your girl don't listen you, to yours. Um, she don't listen to my shit at all. None of I don't our, even think she don't. I don't think she knows. Have ever listened to a minute of this show? They see like yeah, they you're, you're oh, I know my wife does. <laughs> I know my wife does. She doesn't listen to them all, but I know she does listen to some of them. So oh, well, I'm gonna say yeah. about Star Wars. Oh, let me jump right on that. Yeah, yeah I, I'll refrain. You know who it is. It, like, ain't no point in me saying it out loud. It's cool. Lauren, I mean, there's there's two contenders. It's Lauren. It's, it's well, she she cold, man. That 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 white boy. He he got a good one, man. He got a good fine sister. 
do you watch the show? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you watch the show not looking at it, so you have to judge based on personality too, or you're just like, no? Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like, no, <laughs> don't pick up, bro. But all the women are pretty decent looking, but some of them are just like terrible. Ain't like, terrible. Who the hell? No, man. nope, nope, not doing that. Nope, nope. Have hold they, up, don't even answer that. Jessica is ever, terrible, bro. Oh, 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 I thought you meant on looks. Yeah, she just no, no, no. I don't mean look wise. I'm talking about some of the women got like the worst personalities, and I, I they just where the fuck did they find them from? Well, I've never seen the show. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but no, I'm I love the content. Have they ever done a thing where they like find out someone is a different ethnicity than they thought they were? Yeah, that does happen. That sounds great. Yeah. Does it go, so, does it go good or how do, does it go like? Oh, hey man, you got you, you got to watch so, the show so, to find out. It's so only a different show than I was expecting. Yeah. So the couple that I'm talking about, I, I they were. Um, hey Keith, was, Keith, Keith, Keith. This man might watch the show. There's no way I'm gonna watch the show. Okay, never mind. <laughs> go for it. He's not gonna watch. The hey show. listeners, Although, if you want to watch Love Is Blind, sign the dip now. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of getting me into the show. I, I think one of the favorite couple, everybody's, most people's favorite couple is a, is a white guy. What's his name? Cameron. Mm-hmm. He so happened to be, what is he? I think he's a fucking scientist or something. Yeah. And, then, and then the black woman, um, Lauren. And she didn't know that he was white. Bullshit. But go, keep going. I mean... Bullshit. Just, that's, nope, nope. Gone bullshit. I mean, bullshit. That's, that's what her ass said. I mean, you can't... You, I couldn't... If you just went off that man's voice, you could tell that that man was white. Wow. I mean, shocking. No, it, it's, not about, it's not about it's not about voice. voice? No, I'm just saying, Tim. We if I, if I asked you who your favorite musicians <laughs> were, I, I'd have a pretty good feel, probably. I mean, there are ways you can figure it out eventually. Just because someone likes John Mayer and Dave Matthews does not mean they're white. It doesn't mean anything. So, it, so, Aaron, you mean to tell me when Paul Wild first came out, you knew he was white? I did not, but I tell you what, remember yeah. that one white dude who, who um, the, his first words out of his mouth, and maybe it was just the way they cut it, but you could tell it was early in the conversation. He asked Lauren, "Are you black?" And the look on her face was like, "Oh, he did not just ask me." I'm like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you do, yeah, yeah, but that's not who we talking about. We talking about Cameron. Did you I know, know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like it. The people could find it. Just like the the two the black couple that got together, they could tell. You could tell. They could tell because how this they, how they answer certain stuff. This is the thing. You find out later on. Spoiler alert. Cameron been with black women before. Yeah. So is he kind of had a certain way about him anyway? He had a certain swag. Man, Cameron ain't had no damn swag. Cameron yeah, was just I'm- a regular nice dude with some humor, but he ain't had no swag. Man, he had what something. What if it was Chet Hanks doing the island patois? And he's talking to a woman like that the whole time. And then they meet. Do you think there'd be a problem? If it was a white woman and she I thought mean, if, he was if, be... if she was not attracted to him, yes. There's one couple in particular where the looks don't don't jive. It is from if, the woman's perspective. What if it was like Yeah, the woman is not attracted to him. What if it was like a cool liberal white lady, like a white lady with blonde dreads, who's like, oh, this guy sounds like he's from the islands. I like him. And then she meets him and it's Chet Hanks. Do you think the show ha! would it be a problem? Yeah. I mean, she of course might, it will, but her parents probably would be excited. You might feel deceived a little bit, yeah. That would be kind of crazy, though. But 
Hey, speaking, you know, before we go, let me ask y'all a question. Am I wrong for this? So my neighbors, they've been writing notes on my door. Right? Oh, they've been putting like little sticky notes and stuff, talking about I'm stomping around upstairs. They're tired of me stomping. And I'm like, I'm literally just waking up in the morning, just getting ready for work, right? Yeah. So this last message they put, they said, this is your final warning. We're tired of you stomping upstairs and all that. So I'm talking to somebody about it, and I automatically assume that these people are white. Am I wrong? Hold, to hold, assume- hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Oh, okay. Well, that was your That's- question. Wrong to assume they're white? Yeah. Have you talked to just, them through the wall I- and listened to their voices? No. <laughs> They're downstairs, and it's. I think I don't know why I incorporate that to be in a white thing to write notes and put notes on your door. Cause just trip. Cause I'll say this: I don't know black people that will just only put a note on your door. But I will say this: anybody who to your door. But like, what kind of cowardice shit is that? Like, you know when the fuck I'm awake. Like, if you hurt, if I woke you up or did whatever, you up, I'm up. Knock on my door. Let's talk about it. Whatever, right? But like, let's put notes you know, on my door. Somebody, it's a final warning. What the hell is that? They gave me that number one time. Oh, oh what? fuck's sake! That's also whack. Knock on, <laughs> you know when I'm home. Knock on the door. My upstairs neighbor has four dogs, and she's very she's very quiet. But the dogs are not quiet. And do you know how bad it has to be for you to complain to your neighbor? Like you just you just don't complain. Just don't complain. Like your neighbor, <laughs> neighbors make noise sometimes. It happens. It just happens. Like, I'm not intentionally making noises. Though. Oh I'm no, li- no, no, no! I'm saying they should. Actually, I'm saying they should just accept that. Like, there's a person who lives above them, and yeah. they chose to live in the downstairs house. If you live in the bunk, if you're in the bottom bunk, uh, top bunk is gonna squeak sometimes, right. and that's life. Just, just live in the fucking apartment. Keep you know over there doing some some poison ivy shit. On top of his neighbor's head. My, uh, uh, my mom neighbor's... asked me, has, have I been doing karate in my <laughs> <laughs> Have you been doing karate in her? No, I definitely don't. <laughs> my neighbor's next door, like, oh my God, they redesigned their whole their whole unit. Like they were like, they had power saws going for like three months and we never said shit. Like we went over and said like, can you tell us when you're not going to do it so we can, you know, be there or not be there. But just that's having neighbors, especially, especially now, America. Your neighbors are gonna make some fucking noise, and Ooh. it's okay. It's okay. You know what I feel sad for them, New Yorkers. Uh, I do too. Because like, it, it's it's not just fact there's so many people there, blah blah blah, all that, and they used to stuff me in open lane and all that stuff. But a lot of people normally like you have all these roommates, and you probably don't see them that much because you out and about doing stuff. But now like. You in that little ass apartment with like four to five people and y'all can't go nowhere? That sucks. I would have made an excuse if I if I lived in New York now with like some of my past roommates who are all good people. But I would have just like I gotta go. I ha- I have the bug. I've gotta I've gotta take off. I've gotta go self isolate in the desert. <laughs> and then I don't know where I go. But <laughs> Hey man, sh- shout out to the people with with you know relationships on on the ropes and now y'all stuck together. Parents with with multiple young ass kids who bouncing off the walls. Uh, who else having a hard time? Um, super villains. That's funny what you say about relationships. I remember I got in a whole entire relationship because of a blizzard, pretty much. Oh. Like me and this girl were like iced in, and it was like it was kind of like a one night stand thing. 
And we wind up being in a relationship. It lasted for a few months. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm actually writing that on the low. Um, Another thing, speaking of that, man, sometimes I I heard some neighbors having sex, and I don't know if it's wrong, but I I kind of, I'm not really fucked up about that. I actually, I I was expecting you to say something different at the end. I actually like to listen a little bit. (laughs) When I lived in Jersey, our downstairs neighbors were real loud, and it was like, it was just impressive, honestly. Yeah, man. So, it makes you wonder. Like, I like, wonder, like, do are I you sound doing like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt inadequate because I was in, like, a relationship where we were not really getting along that well. And oh, yeah. I would hear the downstairs noises, and it was like, yeah, um, I'm, we should just break up. Yeah, that's, just, I mean. That's the kind of right there. Yeah. <laughs> I need that downstairs apartment love, girl. I need you to bounce. It's the Jerry Maguire where, where what's his name comes up and hugs him and then Bob Sugar is like, why don't we have that kind of relationship? It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are so far from Harley yeah. Quinn. Anyway, uh, on that note, I think we could go ahead and start wrapping up. Y'all got anything else? I, man, not not on that. I mean, it went to an interesting place. Um, watch Harley Quinn. Yeah, just watch it. Check check the shit out. Watch Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's it. Talk to your friends. Talk to your friends about stuff that isn't the stuff. You know, it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. how about this? Talk to them about low key podcast. I think that's a great idea. Uh, idea. Tell them about it. Review the show. Um, Give us some some stars on whatever platform you happen to be listening to us on. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna have some time to record some maybe some even some additional episodes. Who fucking knows? I mean, it's so we had a little time now. Now some of us have less time than others, but <laughs> I think maybe we can throw in you know a, a thing here or there. We'll see. Um, I, I think it's safe to say we have more time than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's true for all of us. Um, please be safe out there. I mean, uh, for people who don't know, I'm a I'm a scientist, and my main job is finding a cure for this new thing that's going around. But I I honestly have been kind of slacking off at work lately. I haven't even been showing up. I've just been, you know, doing stuff, watching Harley Quinn, relaxing. And mm, I guess I'm like the number one scientist responsible for curing this particular thing. But I just I just can't stress work right now. I need some me time. Yeah, that that explains a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> God, if he's Gosh. leading the charge, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? Oh my goodness. I'm just chilling. It's gonna go from COVID nineteen to twenty one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh boy, that's funny for like fifteen reasons. Um, we'll see y'all on the next joint. Won't be too far from now, I'm sure. And uh, like I said, be safe out there. Wash your hands and uh, look after each other. Peace. Peace. Yeah.